welcome back to the sisterhood. Hey guys. <laughs> so this is actually our first time recording since we launched our podcast on Spotify. So that's pretty interesting. We recorded a bunch ahead of time and then kind of just released it all at once. And so... Yeah, I when we were discussing starting the podcast and how we were going to release and, and do that, I kind of said... When I am a huge podcast listen, listener, that's my thing. I don't mm-hmm. really listen to the radio or music. I listen to podcasts, and I was like, I like binging. Yep. So I wanted to make sure our listeners didn't just get one episode, a little taste of the sisterhood, and we're like, oh, I want more. I wanted to be able to have them binge it. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and I've gotten so many messages and comments on like my posts and stuff about how much people actually like our podcast. And I'm blown away because we're literally like nobodies. Right. And we're, <laughs> we're doing this because we're moms and, and we oh, need some alone time. We need some time to just relax and talk to other adults. Right. <laughs> that aren't our husband who are actually children. So it doesn't really count. Right. So <laughs> it's kind of our therapy session is what I equate it to. Yeah, so it's really absolutely. cool. Thank you guys so much for all of the love and appreciation and absolutely. support. It's it does not go unnoticed. So if you have not already, go ahead and follow us. All of our social media, our TikTok, and our email is listed in the description below. Send us a message. Something went wrong. Please try again. <laughs> of course it did. It always something always Something's goes wrong. Something's always going wrong. <laughs> if you haven't noticed already, we are. Oh no- yeah, Sammy. Why are you so quiet over there? <laughs> you haven't said a word since we started. Come on, Sam. What's going on? Yeah. Oh wait, she's not here. <laughs> We fired her. <laughs> Sorry, Sammy. No. Um, Sammy is not with us this weekend, so we were missing our little sister. Um, she's got some stuff going on. It probably won't be the first time. She's a pretty busy woman. I mean, yeah. But we figured... We'll move on without her. <laughs> no. The favorite sister's here anyway, so... <laughs> yes, I am. No. I can't wait for her to listen to this, she's... and she's going to get so mad. She's going to be like, whatever, Tristan. Yeah, she's like, who cares? So, um, but before we get started, I figure we could just kind of chit-chat. How's life been for you? Busy. 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 So I am working part-time again with you, Mm -hmm. as you know, because I'm here every day. (laughs) So um, back at work part-time, I kind of made that decision on my own. My husband was like, you don't have to. And I was like, yeah, but I I want, for one, to get away from the kids because they're driving me nuts, okay? I'm going to be completely (laughs) honest. They're driving me crazy. And two, I... I mean, I don't know. I just didn't feel like I was contributing to the family and to the household. And I was spending all of Nick's money. So I was like, well, even if I work, come back to work part time, I was like, it's fine. And I I get to pick my schedule, which Mm -hmm. is really nice. So I work around his schedule and I take the days off he has off. So that's a blessing. Yeah. Um, it had nothing to do with me begging you to come Yeah. Back. Not at all. I mean, nothing. yeah, she begged me also. I thought for sure she was calling to tell me that she was going to fire me because I was casual and they were going to just replace me with somebody who actually comes to work. Um, <laughs> but no, she wanted me to come work more. I was like, yeah, you're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm coaching softball right now, middle school softball. So that is fun. 
Um, we have a lot of new girls this year that we didn't have last year. And so it's been a complete 180 from our girls last year because they had a lot of experience. And the girls this year, a lot of them have never played before, but they are just blowing me away um, with their skills and how much they are learning. And they learn so quickly. Um, We were supposed to have a game tomorrow, but it got canceled. Um, It was going to be our first game, so... That's fine. Oh, the Midwest weather. <laughs> the Midwest weather, yeah. I, I always think this is your second year coaching um, middle school softball, and it's always so interesting to me because you 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 love softball, hands mm-hmm. down. Like, your hobby, your thing is softball. Yeah. And it's really cool to watch you coach girls who are just kind of really getting started mm-hmm. and figuring out if softball is what they want to continue to do. And yeah. So it's really cool to hear the stories and watch the girls because I like to go and support Mm -hmm. and watching the first game versus the last game. Mm -hmm. It's always so cool to watch them really find themselves in softball and find the love and passion for softball and the difference between coaching for a high school team versus a a junior high team. Even just going from a player to coaching because like as a player, you just feel what you're doing and you just do it as a coach you have to explain that feeling and sometimes that's hard oh yeah um but it's definitely it's it's coming along we are like two weeks into our practices we've been outside twice in that two weeks (laughs) our first day that we were out we had to practice in the outfield because the infield was a complete mud pit (laughs) And the girls were like, let's go run through it and play. And I was like, you are all going to get hurt. Like, I forgot how care- like careless junior high girls are. And they just want to have fun. They don't care. And they don't get hurt. That's the thing. They can run through a mud swamp and dive through it and they're not going to get hurt. Yeah, Where I'm like, if I, <laughs> yeah, if I do a squat, I'm going to bust my knee. <laughs> So, yeah, so they are just funny, too. I mean, they're hilarious. And I'm still running my business. All on top of that, I am trying to expand more on the boutique side. Like, my goal is to have a storefront. I want to be able for that to be my job, my 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. I come in, I work there and do all of my business stuff there out of the home because as I've told you why I'm working here and why I can't work at home is there's just too many distractions. I thrive with other human interaction and I, yeah, yeah, my kids are just, they, they want to be in everything that I'm doing or they want to mess up everything I'm doing. And ugh. yeah, no, I, I hear you. <laughs> Speaking of kids, Raising children is the most insane thing that I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. We had um, strep go through our house in the last two weeks. Yeah. Insane. I have been, like, more sick and had more colds and actual things happen in my health mm-hmm. since I've had Jackson than ever before in my entire life. I've right. Been. He goes, so Jackson goes to daycare all week. He's at a, a daycare center with other kids, so he brings home any and all viruses mm-hmm. and colds and flus. So he had a little cold a couple weeks ago, didn't think anything of it. You know, he was congested and a little snottier than normal, but other than that, he didn't have a fever. 
no other real symptoms and we woke up on Sunday morning mm-hmm. and he had a lump behind his ear mm-hmm. big enough that I noticed right away looking at right. him and finally I was like all right we need to go take him in so we went to urgent care and my urgent care experience was terrible always is always the worst it I think especially with a, ch- a young child because he's under under two years old the doctors that are on staff at urgent care are not pediatricians and nope. they're not specialized to children so mm-hmm. they have no idea what they're doing yep anyways I asked them to give him a strep test just to make sure we can get that we none of us thought it was strep yep. I was like let's just really get that out of the way right additionally I knew it was some kind of some kind of infection of something because mm-hmm. he had a swollen lymph node that's what that bump was so I was like I want to get him on antibiotics if we can let's get him tested for strep sure enough came back positive for strep I'm yeah like, oh. absolutely and then Cody gets sick so he has to be on antibiotics and I'm like wow this is yeah. Did you get sick at all or any kind of symptoms? I had that one day that you and I were working together. You mm-hmm. remember that? And I was really cold. Yeah. But that was it. Yeah. I slept and I woke up and I was fine. You're like the only person that I know who does not get sick. And when they get sick, it's like uh, within 24 hours, you're better. I, I 100% believe it was because my father did not believe in any sort of medicine. Yeah. Like, growing up, if we got sick, it was get over it. Yeah, natural immunity. Yeah, natural for immunity. Sure. I don't believe in that as a parent. Right. I think if, you know, if Jackson has 104 fever, he's getting Tylenol, he's going oh, to yeah. the clinic. My dad would have been like, you're fine. Get a cold cloth and drink some Sprite. Yeah. So, I would also, I think we were really dirty kids. Like, I honestly think we were, we we're on a farm we mm-hmm. had chickens a lot of time we didn't wash our hands yeah going from outside to inside and eating food it was exposure is resistance is. i believe that well, for sure I, like i yeah. am not gonna tell my kids they can't play in a mud puddle i'm oh, not yeah. gonna tell them they can't go dig up some dirt like That's exposure is resistance i still use medication for sure like tylenol to bring down fevers all that stuff okay. antibiotics all that stuff because i don't want them to be miserable right but also i feel like the more they're exposed to the easier it is for them to get over it when we all had covid nick and i had it for like a week week and a half two weeks mm-hmm. and the boys had it for 24 hours insane yeah Harvey didn't even technically test positive. Um, He's the only one who tested negative, but he was the worst out of all of us for, like, the first day. And then he was over it by the time that the rest of us got really sick. Yep. Yeah, and Jackson tested positive for strep, Mm -hmm. and he was completely fine. Like I said, he never even had a fever. Yeah, kids are resilient. They're so – he had hand, foot, and mouth Mm -hmm. this last fall or late summer, and he was sick for 24 hours. With mm-hmm. hand, foot, and mouth. He was just a little whiny, had a fever, yeah. got over it, bounced back, took Cody out. Yeah. It was insane. Kids are kids are crazy. Kids but. are crazy. Well, that's not the topic of today's conversation, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, have you been doing anything new lately? What's, what's life been like other than working with me? <laughs> that's it. I'm just working and... Um, have you been scrapbooking lately? Yeah. I know you like to scrapbook. Not lately. I haven't had a chance to... Yeah. I, like I suppose to nicer weather, though, too. You've probably been getting out more yeah. and not 
not cooped up in the house. So for those of you who don't know, we live in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, we literally went from like 10 degree weather last week and it's been like in the upper 60s this week. So now we're dealing with thunderstorms. Yeah. Um, so happy spring. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we usually we are like in the winter where it's like negative. It can be with the wind chill like negative 60 degrees oh, here yeah. and that's completely normal and people are just blown away by I think that's insane. Uh, we both grew up here. Like, born yeah. born and raised in the m- deep Midwest, North mid- Midwest. Mm-hmm. And we deal with negative 60 degree weather mm-hmm. pretty consistently. Every year. Yeah, every year. Oh, every year. We've had There's heat. at least one week every year in the month of oh, yeah. January, usually, where yeah, it's the January, bitter cold. Oh, so bad. And, I mean... We deal with feet of snow, feet, mm-hmm. feet. not inches, feet of yep. snow, and people. We go to, we just go on with our day. We go to work, Absolutely. we go to school, we we do what we sometimes have to do they'll and... cancel school, but that's usually because they don't have the roads cleared mm-hmm. by the time the buses start yeah. going out and stuff like that. Yeah, or if it's icy, then they usually. It... I mean, work days don't stop. They don't no. cancel work days for anything, um, but. I was going to say, I think the only time I've ever had, I've had a couple times where they've let us out a little early for work. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, take the last hour or two hours. It's starting to get mm-hmm. bad, but it's usually in the midst of a blizzard. Yep. <laughs> but you know, that, I'm sorry. Don't mean to cut you no. off. What I hate the most about snow, and I am looking at your Star Wars photo wall over here, is when you're driving and it's snowing out in the night. And then you have those, like, snowflakes that look like you're, like, oh, flying yeah. through the sky and there's stars. I hate that. It's so trippy and it makes me nauseous. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't drive that at night if it's snowing. I Yeah, I don't like to... I don't like super cold because yeah. then you have car problems. Yep. I don't mind snow. Mm-hmm. I don't like slush. Mm-hmm. If it is, like, slushy out, I'm, like, I'm not driving because it pulls you into ditches and it's just not worth it to yep. me. But... Uh, also, one thing the Midwest does that south, the I don't know about the West Coast, but for sure the south, doesn't have basements Yeah. for tornadoes. Yeah. Basements in the Midwest are like, if you don't have a basement, what are you doing? You're right. You know? Yeah. And if, then... Some people just don't have basements. Right. And then here, like... We have basements and people think that's just crazy. Right. And, and like, I'm what like, do you do with all, I'm like, where do you go for a tornado? Right. They're like, we don't do tornadoes. I'm like, oh. <laughs> we get it all here. The only thing we don't get here is hurricanes. And we still get some of And the, we still get like the tropical storms of the hurricane. Right. Yeah. We get but, the side effects. Yeah. It rains for four days. Yep. So, I mean, and it's, I don't know, it's crazy here. Mm-hmm. I was telling Megan yesterday, I said, if Nick told me or asked me or if I asked Nick and I said hey do you want to move to Montana and he said yes I would start planning right now yeah you were like I'm packing my bags I, I was literally looking at houses on realtor.com she sent me links of, of houses in Montana and I sent links to Nick I sent him job postings <laughs> I was ready to go to Montana and he said that's not gonna happen 
Because I he never answered me, so I texted it. So Nick was working a twelve hour shift yesterday or sixteen hours. I don't know. That boy it works all the time. So I texted him last night because he was texting me, and I was like, "So have you thought any more of my proposal?" And he goes, "Yeah, that's not gonna happen." <laughs> Watch it. Uh, I was like, "Fine, I'll go without you." Yeah, it's funny. Well, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Have you ever had a close encounter? Yeah, I guess. Kind of. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Topic of today is close encounters. So, uh, as some of you might know from the first couple episodes, I am in love with all things spooky. She's Uh, a spooky bee. I am a spooky bee. I love the paranormal, the unexplainable, and even the, like, real-life true crime um, stories... I love them. They make me so happy. They're so entertaining. It's so crazy to know how the human mind works. And I thought it'd be really interesting to hear. I have my own personal close encounter story that involves you. And I'm sure you, I've told you this story a hundred times and it does involve you. So I thought it would be really interesting (laughs) to hear our close encounter stories. (laughs) And I wanted My to. My mom's gonna kill me. <laughs> why? It no, it's good. I once I start telling you, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I remember this. You're just like a side character mm-hmm. in, in the story. But I I found this story, and I will put all of the credit in the description below. It is from Reddit. It's the Let's Not Meet. Uh, have you ever looked at Reddit before? Do you use Reddit at all? No. Uh, when I search things, sometimes it pops up and I'm like, I should just look here and then I don't. <laughs> yeah. I like Reddit. I think it's really interesting. Um, it's, I really like the thought of it's a platform for people to, to just post whatever they want. Mm-hmm. One of the most popular reddit posting sites or stories i'm not a huge reddit user so i might not have the lingo completely correct correct me in the comments send me send us an email our email is listed below send us your close encounter stories i think that'd be really cool to hear from listeners Mm -hmm. if they have any close encounter stories absolutely yeah email us and then we'll go through and we'll read them and if you want us to share yours on the podcast we could read it on the podcast just note that in your email then be like I would love for you to share this. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Or, if, I mean, even if you guys have any, like, funny stories or anything, we have to make some sort of segment that involves our listeners. Because mm-hmm. we broke a hundred listeners. Hey. Yeah. We're, we're getting there. So, we are yeah, getting there. Send us your stories. I think it'd be super cool. But I wanted to kick this segment off with a story from Reddit from the Let's Not Meet. And it was posted by you slash no underscore career underscore 2880. Mm-hmm. And it is titled, Followed on a Sketchy Side of Town. Ooh. Yeah. So it begins. And I'm going to read it verbatim. So it is in the first person. It is not my story. Again, this was posted by you slash no underscore career underscore 2880. So just before you start mm-hmm. this... For the listeners, Megan really likes to tell me these scary stories because nobody else will listen to her shenanigans. And then I have to pretend that I like it. (laughs) So. (laughs) Okay, real quick, I swear we're going to get into it, but just so you guys are aware. Growing up, I really liked scary stuff. I liked scary movies, Halloween, haunted houses. Every year on Halloween, 
I would ask Tristan to come with me to this haunted house that's near our where we live. It's just in a town a few miles away. And they had this really cool haunted house. And every year, for like five years straight, I was like, Tristan, let's go. When we were in high school, and Tristan was always like, yeah, let's do it. And we would go to this haunted house, and then we would come back to my house, and we would have snacks and watch scary movies. I grew up thinking you were enjoying yourself. I thought Tristan liked this. <laughs> Tells me now that we're full-blown adults. like It was like two or three years ago, yes. I think I told you. And I was like, you know I only do this for you, right? Like, you, I won't watch scary movies even with Nick. She's like, you know, I didn't like that. Like, I didn't want to do this. I did it because I love you. And I'm yeah. like, wait, hold up. I, I genuinely thought you were having a good time. And you're like, no, I kind of just do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. I don't like being scared because I take it to like a real point in my mind where I'm like, this is real. I'm gonna die. I felt so bad. I thought, I mean, I knowing now that you don't like doing that stuff, I still force you to go. Oh, yeah. We still go yeah. to Yeah, I mean, houses. I've done it for how many years already? Why not? Yeah. But I, I do, like, I... You know how, like, there's the whole, like, oh, it, it's spooky, but I know it's not real. Like, mm-hmm. I genuinely get scared. Mm-hmm. I, you like... always, every time we go into a haunted house, you're always like, can they touch me? And if they touch me, can I touch them? Like, are they supposed to touch me? And, right. Oh, yeah, I always, like, make sure that I clarify that with the person in the front because mm-hmm. I, remember the one ha- haunted house we went through? In the, and then here's Nick and Cody. So they always make me and you go in the front, and then you always make me go in front of you! And I'm, like, standing there with my fists in front of my face ready to punch somebody. And I, like, have to hold my arms there. And I literally, I think I yelled at people, like, the last time we went through a haunted house. And I was like, I'm going to punch you. Yeah. <laughs> because and I, I don't that- like when they get close to me because I don't know how I'm going to react. Mm-hmm. Like, I just have a reactive, like... Yes. response yeah and i that i don't think it helps that I, it takes a lot for me to get spooked and when i do get spooked i have a very i like it like I, so i i laugh and i'm like oh look at this or like oh look at that or i'll interact with the the workers and they're not used to me interacting yeah or people interacting the way i do is i'll like try to have conversations with them or be like oh can can you do this or can you scare me this way or you know some something weird all right, so sorry about that interruption. Yeah, I had um, somebody had to come and fix my couch, anyways. And while he was fixing it, I decided to make popcorn because I'm sure Tristan's close encounter story. I'm gonna need a little popcorn break. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's hop right into this. This is that let, uh, Reddit let's not meet story again by user u slash no underscore career underscore two eight eight zero. I'm reading it for verbatim. It is in first person, just to reiterate. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote him in our description below, so there's no misunderstanding. Yeah. All right. So it is called or titled, excuse me. It's titled "Followed on the Sketchy Side of Town." I have been on this sub for a couple years now. Had my own couple let's not meet moments, but for some reason tonight I just needed to share what happened. For context, I am in school still and work for my family member on a, on certain weekends at a local college selling concessions at the stadium. It's about once or twice a month and the stadium is off towards the edge of town. It's Friday night. I had just gotten out of school and had to go straight to work. I get to work 
for about four hours, half a shift tonight, and my boss, my aunt, tells me that we need more spoons for tomorrow's event. We're selling ice cream, and these events have about 5,000 plus people at them. I say, okay, I'll go grab them on my way home. The only store open with heavy-duty spoons is all the way on the other side of town, and I still wanted to go meet up with some of my friends and mess around. I decided to take the faster but more sketchy way around the outskirts of town. I live in a weather bipolar state. It snowed last night and I figured the roads would be fine enough even if they weren't plowed. I take off to the store and the first five minutes go by, nothing's wrong. I haven't seen a single car or any buildings the entire time. But keep in mind, it's approaching 9 p.m. and I'm on the outskirt of town and no one really takes this way. All of a sudden, I see something out of the corner of my eye, and it looks like a man. Roughly five foot eight, I'd say, wearing shorts and a t-shirt and a backwards hat. He's in the ditch, walking in the snow, when it's about 10 degrees out. My first thought is to pull over, but I'm on the phone with my mom at the time, and she warns me not to. As some things happened before in, in our town, example, a couple years ago, a college girl was kidnapped and found dead, rolled up in a rug in 2014. I do consider stopping, but for some reason I tell myself not to. I wasn't really worried about anything. I'm a young dude driving a big pickup truck, last type of person anyone would, anyone would want to harm, right? Can I yes. interject for a second? Yeah. I am the person who does not stop for anybody. I never stop for anybody. We also are young females, and we don't really have the luxury to yeah. even... And I've thought about this, too, and we can we can touch base after, but, like, if I saw a child on the side of the road, how would I react? Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about it after the story, but I want to finish the story, and then we can discuss. I pass the man going about 40 miles per hour. Like I said, roads aren't aren't the best. I drove not even 500 feet past him and immediately a car that I did not see at all before turns on and pulls out of a field entrance off the road and starts to follow me. At first, I just was focused on the man in the, at first I thought I was just focused on the man in the ditch and didn't see the car on the road, but I later found out there was not even a road there for the car to come off of. Now, again, I'm not super worried. I watched my fair share of crime movies and read plenty of stories on this sub and didn't feel it was a threat yet. I started to approach town again and have to take some turns to get where I'm going. I turn left, the car turns left. I turn right, the car turns right. I go around a roundabout and skip my turn. Go twice as no one else was there and the car follows. At this point, I start to worry a little bit. And maybe they just need to go to the store also. I then pull up to a stop sign. I wasn't on the best side of town either, may I add. And I turn without my turn signal. The car follows. Now at this point, I should have went straight to the police station. But I didn't think much of it. I was two miles from the store where plenty of people will be. I take a few more turns and the car continues to follow me. I completely blow a stop sign at a non-busy intersection and the car does a quick stop and go to catch up. At this point, I'm two turns till the store, so I'm still not worried. I turn into the store I turn the, and the car turns also. 
The store has a gas station, so I pull there first, acting like I'm getting gas. The car sits off the side of the road in between the gas station and the store and just sits there. I wait about 10 minutes and the car doesn't move. At this point, I started to get worried. I'm a young kid alone at night near the bad side of town. I call my friends I'm supposed to meet up with later and give them the license plate number for the worst case scenario. Then take off to the store. Across the street, the car comes straight behind me. I'm, I'm freaking out, not knowing if I should call the cops or not. I go and park as close as possible to the store. The car parks three rows behind me and a couple down. It's late and at this point the store is closing soon. There's only a couple others in the lot and I, I get out of my car and I bolt inside the store. I'm not super overweight but I'm not skinny either. I'm about six foot one and 200 pounds. So this, this is like, yeah, this is a big boy. Like Mm -hmm. it's not a little anyways, who would want anything to do with me? I get my spoons. I take my time in the store. I go to call my friend to, to friend. I go to call my friends to walk back outside and my phone is dead. I look out the sliding doors and suddenly there's a white van next to my driver's side. Looks like no one's in it, but the back windows are covered and it is running. Big red flag. I run to customer service and explain everything and they think I'm some young kid messing around. At the time, I don't see the original following car, but no way in hell I'm going outside with a van next to my my truck. After waiting for what seemed like hours, it was only about 30 minutes, the van pulled forward and the original car appeared from the the other side of the building. You can, from in the store, okay, so the sentence is, you can from in the store Starbucks window, but I think he means he was in a Starbucks in the store, Mm -hmm. and you can see out the window, that that the two vehicles, the following vehicle and this new white van, talked for a little while, and then they both drove off. I waited another 10 minutes and dashed outside. I sped to my friend's house, and when I got there, I parked in his garage. My one buddy asked why there was a big orange mark on my tire, and my heart sank. When I was inside, the car that followed must have marked my tire. After inspecting the rest of my truck, we found a small pipe that was dropped in the bed of my truck that was surrounded by snow. It was about two inches wide, and I'd say... 18 inches long wrapped in duct tape and it was not mine I was alone no phone scared in a part of town I'm not familiar with I took I tried to laugh it off but now that everyone's asleep I can't help but think what could have happened if I walked outside I've always been sort of ego boosted on the fact I'm a chubby fat guy that no one would want to mess with but after tonight, I realized anyone could be targeted. So creepy man who followed me all night and waited by my truck, let's not meet. Update. So he did put an update in here. Police came and took the pipe today, as multiple of you said, and I know already they can't really do anything about it as nothing really happened. They said that they'll look into the license plate, but other than that, there's not much that can happen as no crimes were technically committed. At what point is it considered stalking? That's a good question. 
because I do not know the answer to that. I don't know. You know, I am the type of person who, if I'm behind a car and we're coincidentally going the same, like if mm-hmm. I'm leaving my house and I'm following behind a car, we get into town and, do, and then we're coincidentally going in the same direction, making the same turns and stuff, I will go out of my way because I don't want people to think I'm following them. Oh, I'm the same. Like, I am the same way. If I... I get nervous about that. (laughs) uh, And I think that's because we've unfortunately been in the situation where we've had people follow us, even if it's not intentional, they just end up going the same way. And it makes us uncomfortable, and we don't want people to feel that way. You know? Mm -hmm. I do the same thing. If I have a car following me, or if I'm following a car, I will turn and go the long way around. Yep. Just to make everybody feel comfortable, which is sad. When I saw that story, the reason I think I, I really liked it and wanted to read it was because it's not your atypical Yeah, normally like, it's following. like the girl mm-hmm. and it's a younger girl and her friends. And, and that's very like ironic to me too is that it was a single boy that was by himself and usually for girls yeah you get your single girls but sometimes it's a girl and her friend or a girl and two friends like that's so yeah and it wasn't like it was a a guy in a truck Mm -hmm. and he was a bigger dude yeah over six foot yeah you could assume that he would be even an adult right so very ballsy i really want to know what you guys think about the mark Mm-hmm. Why did they put an orange mark on his tired, t- tired, tire? And what was the pipe? Yeah, I almost with the pipe. If it maybe had some sort of tracker in it, um... mm-hmm. or was it their possible future weapon? Maybe they're like, "Hey, we're gonna attack this dude later. We're gonna mark his tire so we can find him, and I'm gonna throw this in the back. So when we do attack him, I'm not carrying a pipe around with me and being suspicious. It's there for us to use when we get there. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, is that it was supposed to be for future, which is so weird. So weird. It is crazy. Like you were saying, you like to like see how the mind works and stuff like that. But that just is weird to me, like, how mm-hmm. the mind works. I don't find it fascinating. It weirds me out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It weirds me out. Don't get me wrong. It weirds me out. But it's so... I would love to, like... I want to know what those people were up to. What First off, the guy in the ditch, what was his intention? And are these people... He was probably supposed to be the distraction or whatever. So he what they pull over. over to help this guy. Yeah. But who is helping this guy? And that's why, I, I, when we were talking in the story, we don't really have. We're again, we're young females. We really don't have the luxury of even debating if we're gonna stop. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we can't. It's yeah. The best I can do for somebody, as unfortunate as it is, is I can call the cops while I drive away. Yeah. Because I don't have the luxury to get out and help a stranger because even if it's a child, like, I've thought about this a lot. Yeah. If I'm driving and there's a lone child on the side of the road, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull over and yank that kid in my car and drive away to the nearest police station. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm not even going to stop and wait for that child to tell me because what if that child's a pawn right. in some sort of kidnapping of me? So, it's really scary. But, do you have any close encounter stories? Or I like... have a lot. Really? I do. Okay. I have, 
three for sure. You were with me for one, and I think we might have the same story Mm-mm. when we were in middle school. Uh, when we were in Walmart with... Oh my god, I completely forgot about that story. Yeah, remember... Okay. So, we... Us young girls, we were in like, what, 7th grade, 8th grade? We were like 7th, yeah, 8th grade. Yeah. Somewhere. We were under high school. We were not in high school, yeah, yeah. And we were... Mm-hmm. It was like... I think we went to a movie or something that night, or went bowling or something, and then of course, what do you do after you do that? You don't want to go home yet. You want to go do something because you're on like an adrenaline. Right. You you convince the parent to to take you to Walmart. And they're like, fine, I have to get milk anyways. Let's go. And you guys can wander around your local Walmart for a half hour. So we went to the Walmart and whatever. And we were walking around. And just remember we like kept seeing this guy who was like following us. And we were like, what the heck? And he was everywhere we were. He was right Mm -hmm. there. And then, so we found our friend's mom, who we were there with, and we just stuck with her. Mm-hmm. And then when we were leaving and walking out, do you remember we were walking next to that? Like, they were walking past us, because then it was, like, a group of guys. Mm-hmm. And I was on the end, and he, like, bumped into me, and I, like, turned around and looked. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but from what I remember, what I thought I heard him say was, I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because she was with us, and I don't think he knew that she was an adult because she's a smaller lady. Right. And what she was like when I looked back to see you, she's like, "You were froze. You didn't move. You didn't look. Nothing. You were froze." And mm-hmm. she goes, "That's." It was scary. Yeah, that's. I remember that. that I remember. Terrifying. I think about that every time I go to Walmart. I now. don't think about that very much, but I, I specifically remember being in the shoe aisle when that like when we first noticed that he was kind of watching us and walking with us and yeah yeah I um yeah that's always scary to me I always keep an eye out on people I guess maybe that's probably where I get it from whenever I'm in Walmart my my thing is a couple times I've had men seemingly follow me and again f politeness polite I I feel like a lot of people end up in bad situations because they try to be polite. They try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And that F politeness is from another podcast that I listen to. It's um, My Favorite Murder with Karen mm-hmm. and Georgia. But they're so right. Women are, like, tr- not trained, but women are taught to be polite and to give people the benefit of the doubt. Of, oh, he's not following me. He's We're just going the same way oh he's he's not being creepy he's just being polite oh I shouldn't turn down this free drink because he's just being you know he's just being nice and no no just say f you I don't want that or get away from me yeah don't be polite don't worry about it but yeah we I feel like we get in trouble and my go-to now is I always just call Cody if I feel like somebody's following, I dead stop where I am. I pull mm-hmm. over and I call Cody and I just sit there. And I'm like, if you're going to follow me, sit here with me while I talk to my husband. Yeah. I have another very short one. And okay, then yeah. I want you to tell yours. I don't know if you actually have ever heard this one. So technically I have four stories. Oh, but I'm only going to tell you two. Because I know for sure you've probably heard the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, I was in town here. And I was on my way home, and you know that one intersection, like, if you're going the back way to Walmart, so you're going, um, like, so you're coming into town. Yep, and then you go to the stop sign, and then there's that train track there. Yep. Okay, so I was coming from the opposite direction, okay? So I was coming from Walmart, like, going home. Mm -hmm. And there was a train. 
and there was like two cars in front of me, then it was me, and then there was two cars behind me. Mm -hmm. Well, I was on the phone, I think, with either my mom or Nick. I don't remember who. But the, so the car behind me, I seen them kind of like, the car behind them was like really close to them, like really close to them. And then eventually they must have just gotten irritated with this person and like turned around and went back, okay? So then the car was behind me and I'm on the phone and I'm like, this person's really close behind me. And like I could see them. It was like almost like they were tapping their brakes so they would move like an inch at a time to get closer to me. And then he hit my car. Oh. Like tapped my car. That's creepy. So I take my phone with me. I said, he just hit me. I get out, I go back by them, and I was like, are you okay? Like, thinking maybe this person's having a medical thing. Like, right. they, Something's, yeah, again, something could be wrong. Trained to give people the benefit of the doubt. Right. Plastered. Oh, my God. They looked at me, and they're like, huh? Did you call the cops? No. <gasps> I didn't know what to do. I was like, I was like 18. Yeah. I was a young, young. And I was like... So they didn't hit me hard enough to make any damage, right, okay? Yeah. They, like, just barely tapped my car. But I was like, are you sure you're okay? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And I got in my car and I turned around and went back. I was like, I don't want to be here in case he starts something. But I was like, I, ha I, I think it was Nick on the phone with me. And I was like, I stay on the phone. I'm getting out of the car and I'm going to go check on this person. Because you never know. It could be, a like you said, giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. They could have been having a medical issue. My first thought was they're probably drunk. And if they are and it's bad enough, that, I mean, it probably was bad enough it's that I should bad enough that you should have called the cops if they yes, hit you. I know. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. Afterwards, I was like, I don't know what to do. What do I do? And I think Nick was like, well, are they following you? And I was like, no. And he was like, then don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't of, get involved. Yeah, mind your business. Yeah, but mind the business that pays you. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was my other one. I don't think you've ever I've ever told you no. that story, but you've heard my other two for sure. Yeah. So we can save those for another. Yeah, episode. those are good ones. Yeah. I yeah. Um, those I are... just always get like mixed up into things. See, I I told Megan the other day. I was like, if you so she likes to write books and stuff. And I was like, you should write a book about my life. She goes, not going to lie, your life's pretty boring. I said, yeah, but exciting things are always happening around me. Like, I'm always there when things happen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes things happen to me, too. I just, yeah, not too often. <laughs> so, I want to hear what your close interaction story is. Um, yeah, so this one, I we... You were involved a little bit, and I'm sure we told this story a hundred times, and it's so funny to look back at, because I remember in the moment, it was scary, mm -hmm. but after everything was said, said and done, like the next day or the following day, I kind of just brushed it off, mm -hmm. and I was like, it is what it is, and now looking back as an adult, I'm like, that was not okay, and I wish, obviously, I would have done things differently, but... um. I was... I'm scared. You're making me nervous. I have no idea what you're talking you, about. So like, I... right now, I'm right. sure as soon as you tell it, a, like, memory will unlock, and I'll be like, oh my gosh. 
<laughs> yeah. I was 16 years old. I was a junior, 16 or 17. I was a junior in high school. And I had some friends. And one of them um, was in a, a dance company. And she was having a dance competition in a town that was near our hometown, not very far away, about 40, excuse me, 30, 40 minutes away. And I wanted to go and support her. And she was a senior, so me being a junior and then one of her other friends who was a senior, we, so me and our, one of our other friends decided to carpool together. It's me and this other friend. So we're carpooling and it's like a five or six o'clock dance recital. And it's a few hours. I think it was six o'clock. So we go, we watch the dance recital, eight o'clock, it, it finishes. And we get done and we're sitting in my vehicle. I drove and I had a 99 Chevy Blazer at the time. Again, freshly 17, like I just got my license, mm -hmm. still not really comfortable with driving all over the place, but you have this newfound freedom. You think you're an adult. You're like, this is awesome anyways. So we get done with the dance recital. We're sitting in my car and sh my friend who I'm with says, hey, my cousin who lives in another town about 15 miles from where we are right now wants to hang out. Him and a friend want to hang out. Is Are you down to do that? Do you have to be home at a certain time? And I said, nope, I don't really have a, a time I have to be home. I don't have my a curfew. My dad don't care. My daddy don't care. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, let's do that. That sounds really fun. So we drive another 15 miles or so to a town that's a little sketchy and we go and hang out with her cousin and her cousin's friend and we hung out from about 9 o'clock by the time we get there because of course we stop at McDonald's for food and all that good stuff. By the time we get there it's like 9 o'clock and we hang out for quite a while and we didn't end up leaving the cousin's house till like 1am mm -hmm. right so it was very late like early 1am. And finally we leave and I'm like, all right, let's head home. And I'm like, I'm going to take the back way home because I, I know the back way home and it's, I don't want to have to go through all these towns again. It's a, I think it was a Saturday night into Sunday morning and I was like, let's just go the back way. Well, the back way goes through a million and one cranberry marshes. Mm -hmm. So... So it goes through a million and one cranberry marshes and the roads are 25 mile an hour speed limits and they're curvy and it's it's crazy. But it's 1 a.m. Nobody is out. It's mm -hmm. just us on the road. Literally nobody else. We haven't seen a car. We've been on the road for like 20, 20 miles now. We haven't seen a single other vehicle. We're jamming to music. We're chit-chatting, gossiping about school and boys and all that good stuff and we're on one of the windy back roads between towns where there is no houses it's fields cranberry marshes for as long as far as you can see no homes no houses nothing and all of a sudden out of nowhere we see headlights behind us and I was like oh I don't remember that car pulling out behind us and she goes neither do I I was like, whatever, we didn't think anything of it, we're, we're still driving, and the vehicle starts getting closer and closer and closer, and it finally gets close enough where I can see that it is a one of those old retro vans, and it's like a brownish, it's a darker colored retro looking van, and they're close, they're on me, and I start speeding up. 25 miles an hour I start going 30 I start going 35 and I'm not adding any 
distance between us. This person is on me. I start going 65, 70 miles an hour around these curves. And he will not let up. This mm-hmm. guy is on me. We're now going 70 miles an hour in a 25 around these curves. And this van is on me. This is the point where friend starts freaking out. I'm turning volume down. This is scary. I said, okay, I'm going to pull over. I'm going to put my flashers on. I'm going to pull over and let this person pass me. They're clearly on a mission to go somewhere. I'm going to to let them pass me. And she goes, yeah, absolutely. Throw my flasher, my hazard lights on my flashers. I pull over and this van pulls over behind me. And I looked at my friend and my friend looked at me and I could see she was petrified. And I said, well, beep this. I waited till I saw him or the person. I never found out if it was a man or a woman or who it was. They opened the door. And once I saw the door open, I threw it in drive and I gunned it out of there. Mm-hmm. And I booked it. The guy hopped back in the, or the person hopped back in the van and he started following us again. We're going 70 all the way home. This drive that normally would have took about an hour, hour and 15, has now taken us about 30 minutes and we're almost home. So we're pulling up to the last stop sign before we start to get back into these little cities or these little towns. And it is a T-stop. You have to turn right or you have to turn left. And it, it is divided. So you're either in the right side, you're turning right, or you're in the left side and you're turning left. I pull on the left one, I throw my blinker on to go left, the guy follows me, I turn right, he turns right. And I said, "Mm mm-mm. So what did I do? I called Tristan. So just to, to make a little understanding, where I live, my home, is about 15 miles or so outside of our, like our hometown, our school town. Tristan at the time was living in our hometown, our school town. So she was closer than my home, which is why I called her. I knew she'd be up first off because she never sleeps. Night owl. You're a night owl. And she was closer. We were going to get to her house or around her house in about 15 to 20 minutes from where we were. So I call her and she answers and she's like, what's up? And I explained to her, I think somebody's following us. Is your dad home? Mm Mm-hmm. And you said, yeah, he's sleeping, but he is home. And I said, don't wake him up. Please don't wake him up. I don't know what is going on. But I just want to make sure that if I have to, like, we might pull a pot at your house just to give you a backstory. Like, get get you involved in what's going on. And you're like, yeah, absolutely. We never had to. Because right before we got into town, I turned actually into town where there's houses. And that person turned off and left. Mm-hmm. They followed us over 40 miles. Mm-hmm. In, like, it was insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Terrifying. I mean, at least you have the, like, smarts enough to be like, when he gets out or they get out, I'm going. <laughs> like, you knew not to wait for them to, like, come up to you and, like, have a conversation with them. There is no advice there is zero reason that an adult should ever be asking a child or a teenager for anything oh absolutely an adult comes up to a child and says i lost my dog no you don't you do don't no you do not talk to a child about anything Mm -hmm. 
even a teenager. You do not talk to a teenager about anything. Yep. You need help, go find another adult. Yep. There's no reason that that person needed me or my friend, a 16 and a 17-year-old, for anything. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it was... So, of course, they leave. So, I call Tristan back, and I'm like, hey, everything's fine. They, they pulled off. I must have just been crazy. I like how, though, you were going to bring them to my house. Exactly. <laughs> that's, so then they knew where you, I lived and not you. <laughs> right. But that's the, the thing is, uh, looking back now, 2020 vision as an adult, I'm like, clearly that was a bad decision. You need to go to the cop station. Like, if you're right. driving anywhere, go to the cops. Like, stop right. at the police station. Don't go to your friend's house. <laughs> but the only, I didn't want to get in trouble, you know. And that's the thing is kids are always like, well, I didn't want to get in trouble, so I didn't tell my parents or... I wouldn't have gotten in trouble. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have, like, that's the thing, is nobody would have gotten mad or yelled at me for being out that late. Yeah. And it wasn't our fault that this creeper decided to follow us. I don't know why. I don't know. And that's the thing, is, like, he didn't know who was in that vehicle. Yeah. He didn't know that it was two teenage girls. Yeah. He could have been following a full-grown man who mm-hmm. had a concealed carry with him. Mm-hmm. He, That person was running that risk. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just insane to think about. Absolutely. I wish I would have... I wish I would have called the cops. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have had my friend call the cops and tell, told the cops, this is where we are, we're this vehicle... There's a vehicle behind us that is scaring us. It's been following us. It's speeding. It's erratic behavior. We believe he's drunk. Anything said anything to get a cop over there. Because mm-hmm. I, it's just scary to think, what if he did that to somebody else that right. didn't have the kind of the mindset of get the F out yeah. and did pull over, did get out of the car, did engage in talking with this guy. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with your story, too, is I'm like, you should have called the cops because, yeah, he, you made it out fine, but what if he hit somebody else? Or, right. But you, in the moment, you're like, I just don't want to be in trouble. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to do that. My fight or flight instincts kicked in, and I was like, flight! Yeah. See you later! Bye! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think about that, too, now, like, when I replay my close encounters in my mind I'm like would I do anything differently now than when I did then and I'm like maybe slightly different but not really I mean I probably would have called the cops yeah but I probably still would have gotten the heck out of there right well I think this podcast is we have so much to talk about and we're doing such a great job without Sammy I think we might not even ask her to come back I think so too I think yeah. this was better with no she's gonna message us and she'll be like Fine, you bees. She's like, I, I didn't want to do this anyways. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys anyways. I only did it for the money that we're not making. Right. <laughs> yeah. So also, let us know um, if... So we have talked about merch. Mm-hmm. I think it's something we should definitely, like, at least get mock-ups made up. Like, get some feelers out there. See what people think. Yeah, tell us, tell us what you guys would like to see. Um, are you guys interested in apparel like shirts, sweatshirts, sweatshirts, sweatpants, or do you guys prefer 
like drinkware, tumblers, coffee mugs, or even like a hat. Yeah. Let us know what you guys would want us to see. And if you have any suggestions over the last, what episode would this be? Five, six, something like that. Something like that. If you have any suggestions of this was super funny or I really enjoyed you guys talking about this, put it on merch. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Any funny quotes. Um, like Sammy, her elbow deep in a cow. You love that. I love that. That's just so funny. I'm pretty sure you said that every time. (laughs) I think it's so funny. I love it. But also let us know what your close encounter stories were. If you have any close encounters or if you were, I, we have so much, I think to talk about what's um, our what's our email address for the people so and we'll we'll put it in the description as well so you guys can email us but yeah definitely check out the the tiktok page we have our handle is (laughs) my brain just went completely blank blank our handle is sisterhood pod so it's at Sisterhood Pod is our handle for the TikTok. We're still working on making an Instagram page. We yes, have yet we to, have do, to that. do that one. That um, one's hard. And then but our email. Our email, our email is the Sisterhood Podcast twenty twenty two at gmail dot com. And again, everything will be in the description of this episode on Spotify. But yeah. go ahead and, and send us an email. Let us know what your your close encounters were, or if you have any stories about close encounters that you want to discuss. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Absolutely. All yeah. right, and don't forget, of course, to follow. Rate us five stars. Let us know how we're doing, and we will talk to you guys later. Yep. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Sisterhood. (laughs) Bye. Bye.